Well, without a doubt, without a question, I am ready to be hurt yet again. So it's been a while, because, well, what better time to come out of retirement than now? Um, a lot of changes. Had a coaching change, a lot of drama there with Brian Flores. Obviously, I decided not to comment on anything because, well, I don't really know what's going on. I still can't figure it out, like in my last episode, an open letter to Mr. Ross. I don't know if you listen to that shit, but all of a sudden now we've got some incredible coaching staff. Um, McDaniel, Wes Welker, Pat Sertan is with us, right? So the coaching staff looks pretty good, right? But how is that going to translate into on the field was my biggest question. And all of a sudden, McDaniel went out and got the exact pieces that he needs to run his offense, which are speedsters. Right? We already had Waddle. We already had Gasicki, who's kind of a dual threat. He's actually pretty fast for a big dude, which I think is kind of cool. Obviously, we picked up Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds. We got some better offensive line protection in Williams and Teron Armstead to go alongside Hunt, Kinley, and Jackson. Durham Smythe is back. Shaq Lawson is not with us. Emmanuel Ogba is back, though. We did lose Mac Hollins, RIP Mac. He's not dead, um, but he went to Las Vegas. So, there's that. We couldn't get Duke Johnson, which I was kind of upset about. He's now in Buffalo as is Vaughn Miller, because this offseason just makes no sense, right? And obviously, I'm beating around the bush for one main reason, and yes, we did in fact get the cheetah, Tyreek Hill. What did it cost us, you may ask? Well, $120 million over the next five years, making him the highest paid wide receiver of all time, move over Randy Moss, move over Jerry Rice. As well as, you know, five draft picks. But with that being said, though, they were very late round picks. At least our first rounder was. I think our first rounder was like number 27 or 28, right? So we're pulling a San Antonio Spurs, right? We've got draft picks, but they're super late. Are we going to find sleepers? Well, thank God I don't have to do a mock draft this year because McDaniel said, fuck those picks. And here we are. So now the pressure, we're making big time, big boy moves. Okay. A lot of our cap room is gone, right? To make these kind of signings with proven guys, pro bowlers, Super Bowl champions, right? Absolute leaders on the offensive side of the ball, which is where we've been struggling the most, right? So let's give ourselves some credit here. With a team of basically practice squad players over the last two seasons, we somehow put up two winning seasons, 
It's fantastic, right? Still haven't made the playoffs, still haven't had a top 25 offense or a top 10 offense in the last 25 years. But that's fine, right? Our defense is still pretty rock solid with Holland, Rowe, slash Brandon Jones. Obviously, we have X and Byron Jones, which I've been kind of disrespectful to Byron. I'm not going to lie. I have been. And the reason why is because, well, this is over the internet and I can say things that I wouldn't say to his face because he would kick my ass. So there's that. Obviously, Jalen Phillips, Raekwon Davis, Jerome Baker, the sack maker, right? Everything is coming together, right? We were a very decent team, a little bit surprising of a team the last two seasons, because while we didn't really have any kind of big names, and now we do on both sides of the ball. Only we're going to fuck this up, right? And a lot of people have asked me, how do I feel about this? How do I feel about the big splashes that we've made in free agency thus far? I'm all for it, right? We've made some big time acquisitions out of fucking nowhere. We get an all pro tackle in Teron Armstead. We get an incredible guard in Connor Williams. Obviously, we picked fucking... Tyreek Hill, he said he wanted to come here anyway, so that kind of was a little exciting. I'm not going to lie. That's probably the most joy I've had in a long time, right? But what the fuck happens now? This is basically, I don't want to say this because I am the biggest proponent of always saying, give to a time, give to a weapons, right? We're going into year three. He finally actually has some pretty big names on the offensive line. No, they haven't developed the way that we wanted them to. Primarily Austin Jackson. But really, when you think about it, Robert Hunt has. Solomon Kindley definitely fucking has, right? And now he's got some backup. He's got a run game. Something that we haven't had since fucking Ronnie Brown left. Right? We got a two-headed monster. Technically three, if you want to count Miles Gaskin in that. Makes me a little nervous. What the hell's going to happen to Gaskin? Makes me a little nervous. But I know that McDaniel is an offensive wizard. We said the same thing about Josh McDaniel, too. But it's, but it's not. Right? So I'm a little excited, especially, too, with Wes Welker. And then, obviously, the Dolphins legends and Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, coming back home to the 305. Gasicki on a franchise tag, right? We're going into year three with Tua. He's got all kinds of weapons now. On the offensive line, in the running back game, in the wide receiving core. And he's got a defense that has constantly kept us, if not one, several games for us over the last two seasons. This is it. You've got a coach that believes in this quarterback, and they've spent an exorbitant amount of money on offensive weapons and offensive support. 
We got an absolute steal in Jalen Waddle in last year's draft, which I didn't know how I felt about that. I was the one that kept saying, let's go Devontae Smith, let's go Devontae Smith. Thank God this is the reason why I'm not paid millions of dollars the way that they are in the front office. Because I'd fuck that shit up. Right? In, in case you couldn't tell. So this is it. There are no more excuses. Right? I've always been the biggest proponent of memes... Right, I'm pretty sure I'm a meme out there somewhere. Of always saying, let's give two a time. Let's give two a time. Here it is. You've got a guy who is now the head coach, who's had a top 10 offense. I want to say, what, three out of the last five seasons? With Jimmy fucking Garoppolo? No offense to Jimmy G. He's so goddamn handsome. Right? I feel like at this point, we are now out of excuses. This is where the rubber hits the road. Right? We can't go for this kind of, okay, cool, two has not had the greatest first half. Let's put in this veteran quarterback like a closing situation in baseball. By the way, baseball is back. I know this isn't a baseball podcast, but I just thought I'd fucking say that. Because it's my show and I can't. (laughs) Right? So all of the excuses are now out the window. You have a Super Bowl winning wide receiver. With all of the talent in the world. Amongst a plethora of offensive weapons. I haven't even mentioned Cedric Wilson. Because, well, no offense. Cedric Wilson. Right? It is time to nut up or shut up. This is it. There are no other opportunities. This next season will dictate what's going to happen. Because keep in mind, we've got Tyreek Hill and Teron Armstead for the next five years. If Tua is your guy... Right? And he looks to be that guy because we finally have a head coach that FaceTimed this man when he landed in South Beach and said, you are my guy. Maybe we'll finally actually get to see Tua have a little bit more freedom in the play calling. A little bit more relaxed when it comes to facilitating the offense. Right, One can speculate. But this is it. The pieces are falling in line. It's up to us. It's up to this team. For all of the brilliant moves that we've made in this offseason. Because this offseason has been fucking fantastic for us. I haven't said a peep yet. Until now. Because I didn't want to fucking curse anything. Because whenever I talk about shit, the exact opposite happens. Right? That's just a fucking common theme here. But this is it. We're finally seeing the pieces that we've been hesitant to do 
And the moves that we haven't been willing to do for the last two, three seasons finally come together. And everybody's on the same common goal. This is it. It's fucking go time. Right? So there's a lot of pressure. But also, with that being said, right, a lot of people are questioning Tua's pocket presence, right? They're questioning him as a man. Let's just take a second, right? For the last two years, Tua has been in the forefront of conversations of people doubting him, which, by the way, he was one of the best quarterbacks of all time in college football. Everybody fucking hated going up against this guy in the Alabama team, right? All of a sudden, everybody wants to switch their energy and call him a scrub. So there's that, right? But for the last two years, he's been in the conversation of extreme doubt by believers and, you know, fans. And, and, and not even fans of the Dolphins themselves. Just fucking NFL fans, right? Some very ill-informed. Others not so much, right? But for two seasons, he was constantly tied in with public doubt. Players in the team doubting his ability. And the whole Deshaun Watson case. He has kept his composure for the last two years. While meanwhile, Baker Mayfield folded within a day after hearing the Deshaun Watson rumors of coming to Cleveland. He fucking folded in a day. And two has been dealing with this shit for two fucking years. That's the kind of person that we have behind quarterback. Is he the most fucking skilled? There's a lot of memes out there talking about his arm strength and his arm accuracy, right? The fucking internet wasted no time five minutes after we signed Tyreek Hill of a shitload of memes, all of which were absolutely fucking hilarious. I'm not going to sit here and lie. They were. But this is the guy that we have at quarterback. This fucking man, right? Dealt with the scrutiny. Didn't say a fucking word about it. Meanwhile, Baker Mayfield folded in a day. And put out a very heartfelt message written on his fucking iPhone. Like a girl on fucking Tumblr in 2016, right? Thank you for everything, right? Meanwhile, two hours inside a fucking peep. So this is the chance to prove everybody wrong. This is the chance to finally see what he can do. We're two, if not three years off of that hip injury that everybody just kind of forgets happened, right? This guy has changed offensive coordinators what is three times now in three years. But for the first time in his professional career, that's not the Alabama Crimson Tide. He's got weapons, he's got protection, and he's got options. And he's got a killer defense. 
This is it. This is training day. This is proving grounds, bro. This is it. There's no going back. Only forward. This is what the fuck it is. I'm excited. I haven't said a word about anything because I've just been constantly just nutting all over the place from these fucking signings that we've made and these trades and these moves and these acquisitions, right? It's been a very exciting time down here in South Florida. Let's keep it fucking going. The only person that will fuck this up is ourselves. And we got to get the fuck out of the way of ourselves. That and possibly the Bills. Right? Which I never thought I'd fucking say that. But this is it. It's playoffs or bust. I hate to be that guy that says that. But when you make big boy moves and contending moves the way that we've been doing over the last three, four months... This is it. You gotta fucking do it. It's not a prosciutto. Let's fucking go.